When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. General, are you refusing to answer if you sought an ethics opinion? I'm telling you that there's no possible... So you're saying no, just answer it directly. You know how to answer a question directly. Did you seek an ethics opinion? I'm telling you that if I thought there was any reason to believe there was a conflict of interest, I would do that, but I cannot... Why do you refuse to answer the question? Why won't you just say no? Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. Because he's a slimy, greasy, lion reptile. That's why. Freaking lizard. Merrick freaking gar- Garland. Oh, I'm sorry. News Talk 550 KTSA, FM 1071. Yeah, Ted and Tom Cotton really uh, went after that guy. Your attorney general, who is an absolute scumbag. What just, what sli- what, he's such a slimy dude, you know what I mean? I don't just say just say no, man. Just say no. You didn't you didn't check out the check out with the ethics people in this on this thing. Just say no. Say you didn't do it. What's the prop? Uh it is the Sean Show and oddly I am Sean. Uh two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. And uh you know, it's not a huge news day, but we got some stuff to talk about. And I won't be here tomorrow. I, I got some medical stuff I got to do in the morning. So uh, I think Jack Riccardi is going to be doing the show. Thank you, Jack. And so we'll uh, probably do some Halloweeny stuff. I just said Halloweeny. Halloweeny. We're going to talk about some Halloweeny stuff. Uh, but first, you know, I want to talk about the, the Baldwin thing, where you know now it's been confirmed that there was a single live round in the gun that he had. Uh, first off, he's retweeting some stories which are kind of pointing the blame at the assistant director who's already admitted as much that he, you know, it's, he screwed up. And I'll, I'll talk a little bit more about that here in a second. But, you know, if I'm Alec Baldwin, man, don't, don't tweet anything, dude. Stay out of it right now. Not that he's taking my stinking, invi- in, uh, stinking advice, but if it were me, I would just stay out of it, man. Don't, don't retweet anything. Nobody knows where he is. Uh, he's hiding out somewhere. Uh, and and it's also let's see what else we we confirmed there was a single live round in the weapon uh, that he was that it was in his hands. And uh, uh, they they said uh, they have the police the investigators have put out a statement and this is interesting. Saying don't assume this was an accident. Accident. I just saw that a little while ago. Do not assume. This is an accident. I don't know if that's something uh, that they're putting out there uh, uh, to to allow that to be an option, that something was intentional, or if their investigation just hasn't taken them far enough to where they know if it was or wasn't. I don't know. But I want, I want to talk about this business of protocol real quick. And I, I, I t- posted something about this uh, on, on Facebook last night. And, you know, I, I, I've gotten to know this guy, the cinematographer, Dan Frankel, that uh, we talked to on on uh, on uh, Monday, I believe it was, and uh, he's a good guy, and it really opened my eyes about a few things. Because folks are saying ultimately, you know, it, they they want to blame Alec Baldwin for the shooting, 
because the gun was in his hands. And I, I, I got a lot of that response last night when I, when I posted about it. And you know, I started thinking about it, thinking about it, because the protocol, right, Chris, is arm, this is how it's supposed to work. Armorer has the weapon offset, locked away. Okay? The weapon uh, weapons that are used are never left unattended. When it's time for the weapon to be used in a scene, the armorer brings the weapon to the set open. So, as I said, yes, if it's a revolver, the cylinder's out. If it's a semi, semi, it's got the, uh, the chamber exposed. The armorer brings the weapon, uh, to, uh, the, uh, to the assistant director. Open. The assistant director takes the weapon. Open. And I don't know, now, this is where it gets a little weird for me. I don't know who shuts it. I don't know who, if the assistant director, uh, closes the weapon or if the armor, it seems to me that would be something the armor would do. I don't know. But two pairs of eyes have been on this weapon. Open. Right? The assistant director ultimately is the person who says, cold gun, and hands the weapon to the actor. That's how it is always supposed to work. Um, and obviously that didn't happen with, with this gun. But as far as Alec Baldwin firing the weapon, I started thinking about this, wrapping my noggin around it. If the protocol is assistant, two people have seen this weapon and we're handing it to you to film the scene and saying cold weapon, you know, in other words, I don't know why the actor would check it. Because we're not talking about you and I as gun owners and how we handle weapons, right? And maybe the protocol needs to be changed where ultimately the actor is the third person to check the weapon. But Alec Baldwin, it's it's recorded, documented that after the shooting, he, he was saying, in all my years, I've never been handed a hot weapon. So in other words, when the director, the AD hands you the weapon, it says cold. In other words, if it was the actor's responsibility to check the weapon, why would the assistant director have to say cold weapon? They wouldn't, or hot weapon, or whatever. So, and I, I'm not a big fan of Alec Baldwin uh, as a human being. I, I, I think he's a pretty good actor, honestly. I've seen him in some great roles. I'm just saying that if the normal thing to do, and the way they operate is the gun goes through two people before it gets to the actor, I don't know why we would expect the actor to look into the gun. Do you know what I'm saying? Because they're getting ready to shoot the scene. Uh, what do you think about that? 210 Chris, what do you think? 210 Now, I'm not saying he's not culpable as a producer, because as a producer, ultimately, it's his workplace, so he has to make sure it's safe, which this was not done. I think he may be culpable in that regard. But as far as actually pulling the trigger, you know, I would have to look at the armor and I would have to look at the, uh, at the AD. 210, because it's, the expectation is you're handing me an empty weapon and two people have seen it. So why would he think to look at it? Because it's a gun. I know, but this is how things are done. I know what you're saying, but this is how things are done on a film set. I know, but uh, just getting back to like how you and Trey were going back and forth, and I think Trey's point was basically it, whatever protocols there are, it's a gun. You should, you know, you should. Always, I would always agree, always but that's not how they do it. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. We're, in other words, we're expecting him to have done something that would be out of the ordinary on a film set. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. What do you think? 
What do you think, you little boogers? What do you think? Um, <laughs> I don't know where that came from. It's my Friday, so I'm in kind of a silly, stupid mood. Uh, let's see. Let's go to Scott. Scott, how are you? Scott. Scott. Hey, so, morning. <laughs> hey, how you doing, man? Hey, good. You? Not too bad. Not too bad. What are you thinking? Good. So here's the thing, right? Um, he, I understand the movie is being shot and all, or filmed and all that, and you, you're using a gun. I mean, this is obviously not a prop gun because it fires live rounds. So he, it's on him to check that gun. Any person that has handled guns knows about guns. You treat the gun as if it's loaded, and you check the gun always. Um, In a normal you know, situation, yes. And I'm, I'm not taking. I, I understand what you guys are saying. And I'm not saying that it's right that the actor isn't expected to check the gun, but that is how it's done up until now. Yeah, it's probably going to change. We're expecting and him I, to do I, something that he would not normally normally do. It, but that's the thing. It, that shouldn't be the norm. I agree. You know, the, nor- the norm should be that the gun is checked. Um, Colleon Noir, I think he said it perfectly. Alec Baldwin is so anti-gun, he, just, he doesn't want to know anything about guns yeah but we can't that fold that into it though know the basic safety of a gun i know but that, that that's what, probably a whole lot of actors don't you yeah, know I, we're, we're, we're looking at him because we don't like him politically and we want to make him i think more responsible than he is in that part of it and i don't like him either yeah i, I mean I don't, I don't really care for him but i mean you know i think th- there's blame or fault in different levels here and I don't, I don't know if you saw that. I think it was a TikTok video of Will Smith. Um, he, he was filming Bad Boys or going to film one of the Bad Boys, and somebody picked up one of the guns, and it was unloaded and everything, but they pointed it to him, t- towards Will Smith. Will Smith smacked it away, hmm. took the gun, and checked the chamber and checked the mag. Right. I mean, these, these oh, good. are good things that you should know. I, I agree, and again, I think the protocol needs to, because we talked with a professional just the other day, and he said, this is how exactly how this happens. Uh, I got to run, though. I'm just out of time. Well, I, we'll pick it up on the other side of the, side of the break. San Antonio's News, Traffic, and Weather Station, News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back 22 minutes after 9. Uh, we'll get back to talk about Alec Baldwin. We'll talk some more about Alec Baldwin. Chris and I were cracking up, though, because uh, there's a meme going around, and it's a fake movie poster. <laughs> Don Morgan, have you seen it? It looks like the, looks like the Dune movie poster, but it's the, it's the movie's called Dude, and there's Jeff Lebowski and <laughs> walking through the desert. <laughs> well, I haven't seen that. It's, uh, it's on my wall. You can check it out. It's on my wall. Because, like, the spice must flow, man. Um, it's <laughs> Okay, let's talk to, uh, Debbie, Webby, Webby. Debbie, how are you? Hey, I'm good. Hey, what's going on? My question would be, who is authorizing pet members to use guns that are there for the movie's purpose only? Who's allowing these people to take these You mean the target practice? Yeah. I that was a big screw up. That led to this, I believe. I think so too, and I, you know, ultimately I think 
it's going to fall back on Baldwin, you know, because he was the producer, I believe. That's what uh, I think, yeah. Why would they allow anyone to use a set gun anyway? You're, you're not supposed to have any live rounds anywhere near it. There's right. not supposed to be so, any live rounds on set. I, I firmly believe there's going to be a huge lawsuit. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. At least. Yep. All right, Debbie, yeah. thanks for the call. Thank you. Let's go to Sam. Sam, how are you? Estas son las mañanitas que cantaba Rey David. Happy birthday, Sean <laughs> Thank you, man. I appreciate hey, it. Hey, I'm 32 uh, years of age today. I've heard you talk about many times about watching Westerns. Yeah. Oh, yeah. John Wayne has gotten shot millions and hundreds of times. He got Tombstone, shot? Stone. How None of those guys ever died. What do, you, really? what do you mean? They weren't shot with a live round. Well, you're not supposed to have you live rounds on a set. Yeah. So there, this, there was multiple screw-ups on this thing. Yeah. I mean, half the crew had left, had walked off that day because of they were concerned about safety issues. Right. The rifle man, he probably shot a rifle at least 10 times every 30 minutes on the show. <laughs> right, right, right. You know, gun smoke. You know, he, he shot his gun. Well, it's because times. they were following safety protocols, you know, which didn't happen. I got, I got to run, man. I got it right, man. I appreciate the call. This didn't happen on this one. The Rifleman. That's one of my favorite shows. I've said this before, and I'll say it again. Like, Could you imagine being the Rifleman's kid and your old man you know, greases at least one guy a week? Where do they put him? <laughs> my dad kills at least one person every week. He's a Rifleman and a rancher. We good. We, we eat them. I mean, just think about it. Think about it. Because he... You don't get out alive from an episode of The Rifleman, right? I mean, at some point, it's The Rifleman. He's got to use the damn thing. Imagine how he felt the day he had to bring his dad to school for what are your parents do day. <laughs> My dad kills people. <laughs> One a week. <laughs> Looking for a new teacher. Looking for a new teacher. <laughs> you know, how many bodies did that guy stack up, you know, in the series run? I wonder. Uh, somebody had to do it like a body count on The Rifleman. How many how many dudes did Chuck Connors do grease in that show? His brother-in-law's an undertaker. What? Let's see how you are. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Job security. Job security. Who <laughs> <laughs> uh, are we talking to? Let's go to Will. Will, how you doing? Oh, I'm doing great. On the Alec Baldwin, you know, for the last four or five years, he was supposed to be the smartest one in Hollywood and knew everything about politics, but not smart enough to check the chamber on a revolver to see if it was empty or not. Well, again, that may or may not be an expectation on the film set. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Chris is shaking his head. It doesn't matter what the the film industry thinks they don't know anything about it's it's not we can't mix the politics into it we're not that doesn't have anything to do with this in my opinion and i hate his politics i think he's a a douche but the thing is you know i've been on the range everything else somebody will tell you a a weapon's unloaded when you're at their house looking at a a nice nine millimeter or 45 I still open it, check it, and make sure. Yeah, you and I would. You and I would. I'm just saying, if it, I'm not saying it's right, but if the protocol is armor has the gun open, gives it to the AD, AD's got it open, AD shuts it, hands it to the actor and says, cold gun. 
All right. It, and again, his own comments, and I appreciate the call. His own comments were, in all my years, no one's ever handed me a hot gun. I think they should have it where the protocol is the actor checks it, and probably a lot of actors who are gun owners probably do. That doesn't mean it's the expectation that it's going to happen. And, again, I, I, I can't stand Alec Baldwin, but what his feelings are on Second Amendment stuff has nothing to do with this. It's how things happen or don't happen on a film set, in my opinion. In other words, you know, I, do I think he's guilty as hell as far as the the uh, lack of safety apparently on this on this particular movie set? Yeah, hell yeah, he's uh, he's responsible for that. But it, you know, if if his norm and the norm of the industry is they don't check the weapon as the actor, we we're expecting him to do something that you wouldn't normally do, and he can't either mix into it that you and I would. You know, I just it, it, you got to look at it for what it is and what what the reality of that situation was. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's take a little breaky wakey wakey. I'll be right back on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. And we're back. Newstalk five fifty KTSA FM one zero seven one. Everybody's disagreeing with me. Everybody disagrees with me. Even Chris disagrees with me. Everybody on the phone disagrees with me. David Van Camp sent me a text. He disagrees with me. <laughs> He's got a text. Alec Baldwin is guilty as, you know. He and I spoke during the break. <laughs> oh, you did, yeah. So you told him. So he could make sure he disagrees with me, too. Everybody no, disagree- I just told him the current situation on KTSA. Don Morgan, do you disagree with me? <laughs> well, you can't give an opinion. You're a news guy, right? I'm just saying, I'm just saying, and maybe there wasn't an expectation for him to check the gun. Well, that's and that's, that's why they say but that's, cold that's gun. What everyone is saying is the way I put it to Van Camp. Any time you're dealing with a gun, there's a there's a minimum amount of responsibility required, and there should never be a protocol that mitigates responsibility. But if there is, and it's always been in place. You know, again... That's what I'm saying. I guess there shouldn't be. I agree. I concur. Not, not, to, not so much that the, the existence shouldn't be there, but even if it existed, it should be void. I, I you know, I, 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 I'm just saying if the normal thing on a set is what happened, you know, we're, if, that's what, if that's the way most actors do it, the assistant director hands you the weapon, says cold gun, and you expect that, that it's been checked by two different people... Right. It's like we're expecting him to magically, in this one instance, do something completely different. And I think the actor should check the gun. But if that's not the way it's been done, because someone got shot, we're now expecting him to have done something out of the ordinary on a, on a film set. Is all I'm saying. And I don't even like the guy. <laughs> it's also but, National Chocolate Day. But, but you feel that he should have taken some responsibility prior to handling the weapon. I think he has respond. If this was a dangerous set, which by all accounts it was, they already had a gunfire. Well, you know, anytime you have an action film like that, right, you know, there's a a, a high level of danger. Which well, is, right, you but, know, and these types of things are, you know, like Chris said, there are protocols in place and what have you. And when you've been an actor for as long as he have, I, I 
I, I hate to put these thoughts out there or, or what have you, but perhaps he became a little complacent and just, you know, went, I don't with, know. went with whatever he'd done before. I, I, well, I'm saying, I'm saying as a producer, because this, this set was dangerous because they were not following certain protocols. Right. Yeah, Half the crew had walked off the set because they said it's an unsafe set. Oh, you, know, you heard there was a lot of turmoil. Going yeah, on so, this. you know, I, I, I'm looking at the, the armorer and the assistant director primarily as being responsible. Um, how the guns got into the hands of these other crew guys doing target practice with live rounds is, yeah. I mean, there's not supposed to be any live rounds anywhere on the set. Mm-hmm. Anywhere. Right. So, you know, I, in other words, there were lots and lots and lots of screw-ups before he even got into his hand. Right. And uh, so it's, very, it's also very obvious that the armor and the assistant director did not check the weapon. Right. Which they are supposed to. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, but, you know, it's also National Chocolate Day. <laughs> Everybody's disagreeing with me. I am everybody not. Everybody, I, everybody I, disagrees with I'm me. not agreeing or disagreeing. I'm just, yeah, you are. I'm just trying to, you know. It's disagree with Sean Day. I'm trying to help you <laughs> put your point across right. once again. Happy birthday. <laughs> it's my gift to you. It's, it's disagree with Sean Day. Birthday. It's disagree with Sean Day. But, Studio you know, 54. But perhaps with all... <laughs> Studio 54. With this is, you know, the second time in 20-some years that yeah. this type of thing has happened. Right. Obviously, it's an issue that needs to be revisited. And I don't know if you remember, but back in the 80s, there was a TV show called Voyagers with an actor named John Eric Hexum. Uh, and he was on a movie set and grabbed what he thought was a gun that was not loaded. Um, and, and they had just finished filming a long scene. He picked up this gun and held it up to the side of his head, like, oh, thank God this is over. Right, right. do this right. one more time. Unfortunately, the gun had, oh, God, you know, a round in there. So, uh. you know, this is another one of those instances where, you know, but, you know, change things up. But that's the other side of it, too. There are thousands of movies being filmed and TV shows being filmed every year. Right. And this has happened now three times, we say. But but you would think that with technology being the way it is, that they could just go and, and you know, digitally enhance that's, that. But make... you know that's what they're going to do. Right. That's where it's going to go now. Yeah. Can I tell you guys a birth, this is something that happened to me last night that's really funny that has nothing to do with disagreeing with me? Right. Um, so I'm, I'm hanging out with some dudes last night. And this really, this guy who's much older than me, I mean, I, I don't know, he's probably almost 68, 70, 69, 70. And it came out much. Well, I'm just saying he's older than me. Right. And it came out that it was going to be my 54th birthday. And he came up to me and said, "Damn, Sean, I thought you was much older than that." <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, yeah, it's not the years; it's the mileage. Right. Um, and I hate to make you feel bad, but last week when I was on vacation, I was in the store and a guy asked me for my ID, mm-hmm. and uh, I handed it to him. And he's like, well, "I thought you were like 40." See, you get the opposite. That's a compliment. Yeah, I know. I get. I thought you were older than right. that, Gramps. Well, perhaps you should, you know, take better care of yourself. Bah. <laughs> I got a condition. Anyway, <laughs> yeah. let's take one more here. Jesus, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Great, man. What are you thinking? I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday. First oh, thank of you, thank you. Um, so I wanted to just make a quick comment. I, I completely agree with what you're saying. I don't think there should be uh I don't really – I disagree with uh, Alec Baldwin and his politics. Uh, I did like, his, you know, a lot of his earlier movies. Right. Um, but I don't think he's necessarily at fault. I mean, he does have a degree of responsibility. And if he's probably the 
you know, a, season, a veteran actor on set, then he should probably expect more from the set. But you, you brought up something that really kind of uh, piqued my interest was when you said something about his politics on Second Amendment, and I started thinking, well, shoot, man, if, you, if you're against guns or you have some sort of issue with guns, then would, wouldn't your character, your, your personal character, be like, hey, you know what, uh, I'm against guns, so can, you know, can I throw a knife? Uh, can I use a bat? In other words, why do... Uh, I don't want to use it. Right, because it's true of a lot of actors, people who are against the Second Amendment, but they make movies that glorify gun violence. That, they glorify that is hypocritical. Yeah, it's hypocritical. And, and I also, Yeah, it's hypocritical. And I also think that it, in that situation, it, it should be like, you can still take gun safety courses. You don't have to own a weapon, but at least know how to handle one. And again, I, I completely agree with what you're saying. If that's protocol... And he's, you know, just flipping with, with, you know, hey, I, I don't want to have anything to do with it. I don't want to learn about it. Well, you know, that's well, we, we don't we don't really know that. I'm, I'm all I'm saying is that as far as what, and then I got to run as far as what actually happened. His politics don't enter into it. His personality yeah, doesn't exactly. enter into it. Exactly. Because he's a jerk. Exactly. But that that doesn't have anything to do. I got to run, man. I appreciate the call, man. Thanks for the birthday wishes. 210-599-5555. It's Sean on News Talk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back on National Disagree with Sean Day. Everybody's disagreeing with me. Look, we got full lines of people disagreeing with me. That's what happens when you're wrong. See how you are. Doug's been on hold forever. Doug, how are you doing? Sean, hey. how are you? How are you doing? Today? I'm, doing, I'm doing fine, man. What's going on with you? Well, you know, every every year on this day, I get up to see who I share a birthday with, and I, I found out that we share a birthday with Brad Paisley, uh, the late great Charlie Daniels, the hottie Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, <laughs> I don't know the, Caitlyn Jenner. I didn't know that. Yeah, the Admiral Rachel Levine. Um, oh God. You know, hey, uh, not just the date, but she and I were born on the same day, the same year, so I got that going for me. I got the uh, Julia Roberts and I are, are the same age. Uh, every year I got to, cool. you know, hear about uh, her. You win. <laughs> you win. Um, but anyway, uh, then I, I couldn't be prouder and happier than to share a birthday with the legend, Sean Ryan. Oh, hell. And, Thank you, man. <laughs> I'm going to go home tonight. Uh Watch Tombstone, crack open a cold one, and and toast uh, toast my man Sean. And I hope we're around next year to share this phone call. Uh, <laughs> among, among all the other highly thoughtful and intelligent conversations that we share over the course of the year. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. <laughs> you, 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 Don and Chris are a big part of my commute every day, and I appreciate you guys. Take it easy, brother. Oh man, we appreciate you too, man. Thank you, brother. You have a good day. Bye. Bye, bye. That was cool. See, he doesn't disagree with me. He loves me. He loves me. He doesn't disagree with me. Like Chris. Chris disagrees with me. Doug loves me, and he doesn't disagree with me. Um, what is it? Time to do one zero five nine. Chris, you're on News Talk 550 KTSA. What are you thinking? Chris, I want to tell you why I don't agree with you. Maybe not disagree, but I don't agree in the aspect from which I'm talking about is accountability. 
So I'm going to make a quick comparison. In manufacturing, we, rel- we, not- we didn't used to, but we now rely on suppliers to tell us, oh, we check, parts fine. Oh, go ahead and build with it. And then we build with it, and then guess what? You go home and look on the news and see that so-and-so's had a big recall. Oh, crap, that part was bad. Maybe we should check that. And so in the sense of accountability, uh, that's what I'm talking about. I actually work in quality and manufacturing, and, and for years I've encouraged, you know, guys, maybe we should spot check some of this stuff. No, that's supplier job. They need to do it. They need to tell it's we that's what we pay them for. And so when I hear Alec Baldwin make the comment, oh, no one's ever handed me a cold gun before. How does he know that? Does he know that because he checked them all and then that day he didn't? Or does he know that because no one else died when he pulled the trigger? I'm pretty sure it's the former. But see, again, again, all right, it's not saying that it's the right way to do it. But he did say no one's ever handed me a hot gun before because this has never happened to him before, which means he gets handed a lot of guns. A.D. says hot, you know, cold gun, and it means it's, a, it's an empty gun because if you follow the protocols, it would be an empty gun. The protocols, were bro- the protocols fell, fell apart before it even it ever got to him. Well, and therein lies my point. It's not enough to rely on supply. I'm not disagreeing with you. Then change the protocol. Change the way they do things on a film set. But if that's how if that's how they do it on a film set, we're expecting him in this one case to have done something different that he does that is not normal. It's no excuse. It's no excuse. Well, it's no argument though. (laughs) Oh, indeed, it is. No, it's not. No, you just saying. Well, it's not an argument doesn't mean it's not an argument. Okay, if you have to look at the way things happen on a film set. It's an argument because that protocol is flawed. Yes, I agree. Change the protocol. But before But you're asking you're asking an actor who has done this a thousand times to adjust this one time to have done something different. He's not absolved from taking action when But you are not making an argument for why that's true. It's accountability. I know, but you, the, the accountability would be on the armor and the uh, and the uh, uh, the uh, assistant it's director. On those who know that it's wrong, and if he doesn't okay. know that it's wrong, he shouldn't be doing it. All right. Well, he's not going to be doing much of it anymore. <laughs> I think that we can be pretty sure of. <laughs> yeah, I think his old his Alex's old film career is pretty much done at this point. So no worries. Dude's probably never going to walk on another film set for the rest of his life. Uh, we got to take a little breaky wakey. It's Sean on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Thank God you are not on the Supreme Court. You should resign in disgrace, Judge. Sean Rima, 9 till 11. News Talk 550 KTSA and FM 1071. And we're back. We're back. Five minutes after 10 on News Talk 550 KTSA. I'm Sean High. What? What? Chris is making a face at me. No, I'm just making funny. So, last hour was disagree with Sean Day. And what? Now we're at make fun of Sean Hour? Is it, every day. is it make fun of Sean Hour? That's every day. <laughs> News Talk 550 KTSA FM 1071. Merrick Gar- Garland. 
is a scum bag. <laughs> I don't know how else to put it, man. Old Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton took him to task yesterday. Uh, I think it was a Tom Cotton who said you should resign in disgrace. Well, you know, let's stack it all up. And then, and then we'll go back to talking about Alec Baldwin so you can return to disagreeing with me because you all disagree with me. Everybody disagrees with me. Um, you know, you, you got to connect the dots on this whole CRT thing and the school board thing and the uh, the boys going into the girls' bathroom thing. You know, it's it's all connected, man. Uh, so you have this association of uh, school board people, and and th- th- let's start at the beginning. And first of all, well, let's start at the very beginning. Merrick Garland's son-in-law has a multi-million-dollar business that sells critical race theory materials to schools. So his family is enriched by CRT. He makes money off it. He may not make money off it directly, but his daughter obviously does. Okay, there's a conflict of interest right there. This association of uh, school board peeps, pukes, I guess is a better word, uh, work with the White House. At, once the parents start showing up to the school boards and uh, and you know being finding out about CRT, uh, finding out in Loudoun County there were two rapes in in bathrooms by the same uh, perpetrator, a young man dressed in a skirt, raped. Two different young ladies in a girl's bathroom wearing a skirt. Uh, and it, it comes out and, and, uh, and we find out about it and, uh, they said there's no record of it that the school, the school district come to find out they knew app, they absolutely knew about it and they lied to the parents. They lied to the, uh, to the world, to the county, to the, to any, everybody. They tried to cover it up. I guess because they didn't want to be seen as transphobic, right? So go back. So we, we, we got parents upset. Parents upset about bathroom gender policies and parents upset about critical race theory. So they start showing up at all these school board meetings, screaming their brains out, voicing their opinions. We had the, the couple of women, uh, one in Texas, who found basically pornography in the school libraries and were reading them out loud at these school board meetings. Okay, um, I believe personally that the, re- the obsession with CRT in, in the schools is the Democrats thinking they can win, win back African Americans by uh, teaching this, uh, this oh, you're a victim thing. So they need CRT. They want to get black people, young black people, they want them to believe that they're victims because the victimhood thing, the victimhood trip, worked for the Democrats for, for a few generations to get that, this expected vote from the, from the black community. And so we need to teach CRT to the young black kids. Uh, politic, for political reasons, right? And so uh, the White House works with this association of school board members to craft a letter to the Attorney General's office. Because the White House is not supposed to influence the Attorney General and what he chooses to investigate. Merrick Garland then receives the letter that was written by the association and by the White House claiming these Parents are threatening teachers and threatening school board members. They're domestic terrorists. You need to investigate them using the Patriot Act. Consequently, the person who is the head of that association of school board members gets an appointment within the within this administration at the federal level overseeing the educational process of every school in America. 
Okay. Merrick Garland gets the letter and decides to do just that, but the letter tells him to do, which is investigate people, uh, parents who are showing up to these school board meetings. In essence, uh, letting them know that if you voice your opinion about CRT and about gender policies in the schools, we're going to investigate you criminally. Think about that. That's that's it. He's being grilled in the House and the Senate yesterday and the day before. Yesterday, the Senate Judiciary Committee on, you know... (laughs) What did you because Merrick Garland's own words were right? It's a disturbing trend. These threats and violence, and so he was asked by Tom Cotton. He was asked by Ted Cruz. Well, what do you base that on? What's what's the evidence? He's like, well, the letter. <laughs> he basically says the letter, because there is no evidence. There's no evidence. And he largely responded, I don't know, 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 I don't know. And and, and the guy is a reptile. He is a reptile, man. Uh, to, well, this whole administration is a lizard nest. It really is, man. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Here's uh, Esteban. Esteban, how you doing? All right. I watched Ted Cruz and Tom Cotton. You know, Merrick Garland reminds me a lot of Fauci, where they act like they're too smart for the average Joe. Right. And you know. The whole thing about CRT, um, he was trying to deny he had a conflict of interest. He was, and then he was, and then he denied basically that he was calling for the feds to get involved. And he says this was just an issuing guidance. And then some other senator basically had what the actual federal attorneys in each district are doing, and he was acting like he didn't know that. Well, he's a he's a darn attorney general. He should be aware of that stuff. Right. So when nailed, it was like I didn't know. I didn't read what the what the letter said. Mm. And Ted Cruz had had a thing. Well, is this freedom of speech or is this a threat? Well, I didn't look at that. And Ted Cruz said, "Well, if I was a law clerk and I pulled this stuff for the Supreme Court, just as I was a law clerk." My boat would be fired so fast it wouldn't be funny. Right, I agree, man. I got to run, Esteban. Thank you so much. Yeah, it, it was a Ted, I think Ted Cruz was saying, if you had a law clerk who was answering these questions exactly the way you are, you'd fire them. If you had a law clerk that based uh, an investigation on a single piece of evidence, being this letter, I believe that's what he said, you would fire them. These people are scumbags, man. Did you see in California, I forget, there was a school district in California, California, uh, where there was uh, a a parent who was upset uh, about the mask mandates for the kids and was talking about it and was upset about it because, you know, you're... You're putting little kids in masks and making them sit there for a seven or eight hour day. This is in Los Alamitos uh, Unified School District, and uh, you know she was uh, she was calling out the school board members by name, and she was talking about vax mandates. She went from masks to mask mandates uh, or vax va- mandates for kids. She said, "Well, we we don't know what the long term." You know, harm with the long-term effects of vaccinating kids with the with these with these vaccines, 
ends her speech by saying, we are vocal because we are our children's biggest advocates. She gets an applause. The board's president, Marilis Davidson, didn't realize her mic was still hot, and she said, blank you. Using the F-bomb. Uh, she later sort of tried to apologize. Um, but see, in that blank you, you were given another window into who these people are. They really do think parents shouldn't have anything to do with uh, raising or, or educating their children. They're just so smart, and you're just so stupid and primitive and uneducated. They hold parents in contempt. Because they know better. And it's bullcrap. <laughs> it really is. a bunch of bullcrap. What do you think about that? 210-599-5550. Well, seriously, it is. They hate your stinking guts. If you're a parent, they hate your guts. And they think you should have no say. This is why they hated, in a sense, uh, the, the whole home, or, you know, uh, uh, Zoom teaching thing during the pandemic was kind of a hard place for a lot of these folks to be, right? Because they didn't want to go to school themselves to work because they were scared of the pandemic. But unfortunately, having uh, these classes on Zoom and online, parents were able to actually see and hear what their kids are being taught. Remember that? They say, well, parents shouldn't be in the room. We have a right to privacy in our classroom. The hell you do. The hell you do. So, you know, <laughs> that's that whole situation with Merrick Garland and, and the school board, as succinctly as I can put it. And it stinks like, like methane. Can you smell the swamp, man? It reeks. It reeks of swamp gas. So you got people at the federal level who are not only making money off of critical race theory, uh, but you have uh, you 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 have the White House itself basically uh, through a, a, around the corner way using this board this association of school board members to uh, chill free speech at the school board meetings by sicking Merrick Garland and the and the, uh, and the FBI on you if you dare to speak out. How's that make you feel? How does that if you got if you're a parent with kids in school? How does that make you feel? Why do you think uh, homeschooling is on the rise right now? Uh, I think people agree with me now, Chris. Two one zero five nine nine fifty five fifty five. Let's take a break. It's Sean on Newstalk five fifty KTSA. This is Jamie Markley. Stay connected with News Talk 550, KTSA, and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back. We're back. News Talk 550, KTSA, FM 1071. Rudy J joins us from uh, the Sports Star ESPN morning show, uh, Monday through Friday from uh, 7 to 10 with uh, Rob Thompson. How you doing? I am lovely. I am going to play golf today. You're going to play golf. And I'm playing Saturday, but I haven't played in a while since started a new gig, so I'm like overly excited. You like golf? You you big golfer? Um, I don't. I'm not good. It's torturous pleasure. I'm not good. <laughs> you know, I also have my own uh, tournament because my mom has lupus. No, oh. so I've always I've done I've done like four tournaments benefiting lupus. Oh, nice. So I didn't do it last year because it was uh 2020, and then this year I didn't because I'm trying to get stay focused on my new gig. But right. 
Hopefully, I'll bring it back next year. I I, I don't golf. Uh, I, I don't I, blame you. I'm not really interested. I mean, it's not my. It's, I you know what I, I my, uh, my my first wife, her uh, parents were big golfers, and they okay. lived on a golf course. Awesome. You know, they were just golf, 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 and they so once made you they were going to get me. Well, <laughs> didn't help. Uh, no, see, so they were going to give me golfing lessons. Oh. So that we could all go golfing, because my ex-wife liked to golf too. Screw a lesson, just go out and, and I hit. Just, uh, yeah. I, 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 and I said, I'm not. In, I'm really not interested. So I went out <laughs> once. How did that go? With the old father-in-law, and I just, I couldn't hit the damn ball. And you I went through the most. You just, yo, I'm yeah, just, and I'm, I'm like, just I'm, watch y'all and drink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm gonna sit over here and have a cocktail while y'all keep swinging your sticks there. Swinging your sticks. Whoa. Um, so I just never got. I used to do miniature golf at the beach. I used to live at the beach. But then you're mm-hmm. just trying to get it into the mermaid's navel, you know, if you can just. <laughs> Wait, what beach did you live near? Was this Maryland? Ocean City, Maryland, yeah. Okay, got you. So, that's it. But I'm yeah. glad you're going back. I'm glad you're going to yeah, be man. back. Happy birthday again. Oh, uh, thank you. I'm 54 years old. You all right, man. 54. You still kicking? I'm still on planet Earth. Saw the I, when I paid you guys a visit down on the show a little right. bit ago, uh, you know, I, I had no idea how old Rob is. I, I, I just, I've never asked They're him. Rob's 56. He's 56, and I look 10 years older than no, him. He does not look 56, dude. Tall people age well. <laughs> I get, because he short, does not look guys, 56. Us short guys, you know, we age faster. Well, I don't know with me. I think it's probably a little uh, bit of lifestyle stuff involved yeah, over too. there. Yeah, mine too. Kind of aged me a bit, a few, uh, aged me a few years. Yeah. What did Indiana Jones say? It's not the years, it's the mileage. Exactly. Yeah. It ain't about what you, what age you are. It's about, you know, your, how you get down. It's how you feel. Yeah. It's and how I you feel get like down. a 72 year old man. A spry, a spry 72 year old man. You doing anything tonight? No. I not got, tonight, right? I don't know. I, I got errands I have to run. I got to leave here, uh, and, and do some stuff. I'm trying to, with, for my mom. And then I got a medical, I got a point, doctor's appointment tomorrow morning. So I won't be here tomorrow. So I don't know. I got a wedding on Saturday. A wedding? I don't know what the hell's going on. <laughs> Weddings aren't fun when you're not single. <laughs> when you go, when you go at your plus one, it's like hi, hi. Oh yeah, really? Yeah, cool. I'm so happy for Take you. Take a few numbers that you're never gonna use. Right. I'm so happy for you. Yeah, that's all. Yeah. <laughs> it, it'd be like Don Morgan going to a barbecue. You know what I mean? Because like he doesn't need meat. You know what I'm saying? Don's so, a vegetarian. <laughs> yeah, he's a vegetarian. Yes, he is. I had no idea. Yeah. So, you know. Wow. Anyway, I'm going to have to run. Me too. But uh, Rudy J, morning show, 7 to 10, Monday through Friday on ESPN, the Sports Star with Rob Thompson. Happy birthday. See you Monday. <laughs> Thank you, man. I'm in. We'll see you on Monday, man. All right. Uh, 1025. Yeah, man. Rob's 56. Rob Thompson is older than both you and I, Don. And I didn't see that coming because yeah, he does not look fifty-six. He's not much older. Yeah, but he, he doesn't I mean, look. It's only a couple look at me. of years. Look at me! Look at me, man! I look like vodka Santa Claus over here. Right. Well, you know, it's all due to some of your lifestyle choices. Yes, made know? some pretty interesting lifestyle choices some of the years. And the thing is, you never considered the impact it's going to have on you long term. Nah. You, when you're making this. <laughs> Fortunately for me, I started doing this when I was 16. Right. Now I see these guys like, my God, he's older than Methuselah. And I'm like, oh, he's only 36. So, <laughs> well, I need to avoid yeah, those pitfalls. Any... No, no. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. All the years to slip away, man. They just slip away. 
So, uh, cool. Uh, we're going to take a break here momentarily. Uh, i got some folks on, on hold here. And then we'll go right back to you, Alec Baldwin, so you guys can disagree with me more. Because it's not only my birthday, it's National Disagree with Sean Day. Because everybody disagrees with me. No, it's not. See how you are? <laughs> this, this, this is turning into a Monty Python sketch. It's not disagree, disagree with Sean Day. Yes, it is. No, it isn't. Anyway, we got to take a break. Uh, 210-599-5555. So, yeah, Alec Baldwin, is he responsible for pulling the trigger or is he not? We'll revisit that topic when we come back uh, on Newstalk 550 KTSA. Hi, this is Trey Ware. Stay connected with Newstalk 550 KTSA and FM 1071 on Facebook, Twitter, and online at KTSA.com. And we're back on National Disagree with Sean Day. Everybody's disagreeing with me. Look, we got full lines of people disagreeing with me. That's what happens when you're wrong. See how you are. Doug's been on hold forever. Doug, how are you doing? Sean, hey. how are you How are you doing today? I'm doing, I'm doing fine, man. What's going on with you? Well, you know, every every year on this day I get up to see who I share a birthday with, and I, I, I found out that we share a birthday with Brad Paisley, uh, the late, great Charlie Daniels, the hottie Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. The Caitlyn Jenner? I didn't know that. Yeah, the Admiral Rachel Levine. Um, oh, God. You know, hey, uh, <clears throat> not just the date, but she and I were born on the same day, the same year, so I got that going for me. I got the uh, Julia Roberts and I are, are the same age. Uh, every year I got to, cool. you know, hear about uh, her. <laughs> you win. You win. Um, but anyway, uh, then I, I couldn't be prouder and happier than to share a birthday with the legend, Sean Ryan. Oh, hell. And, Thank you, man. <laughs> I'm going to go home tonight, uh, watch Tombstone, crack open a cold one, and, and toast uh, toast my man Sean. And I hope we're around next year to share this phone call. Uh, among, among all the other highly thoughtful and intelligent conversations that we share over the course of the year. Well, I appreciate that, man. Thank you. You, 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 you Don, and Chris are a big part of my commute every day, and I appreciate you guys. Take it easy, brother. Oh, man, we appreciate you too, man. Thank you, brother. You have a good day. Bye bye. That was cool. See, he disagrees with me. He loves me. He loves me. He doesn't disagree with me. Like Chris. Chris disagrees with me. Doug loves me, and he doesn't disagree with me. Um, what's time to do? Zero five nine. Chris, you're on News Talk five fifty KTSA. What are you thinking? Chris, I want to tell you why I don't agree with you. Maybe not disagree, but I don't agree in the aspect from which. I'm talking about is accountability. So I'm going to make a quick comparison. In manufacturing, we rel- we not we didn't used to, but we now rely on suppliers to tell us, "Oh, we check parts fine. Oh, go ahead and build with it." And then we build with it, and then guess what? You go home and look on the news and see that so and so's had a big recall. Oh crap! That part was bad. Maybe we should check that. And so. In the sense of accountability, uh, that's what I'm talking about. I actually work in quality and manufacturing, and and for years I've encouraged, you know, guys, maybe we should spot check some of this stuff. No, that's supplier job. They need to do it. 
They need to tell it's we that's what we pay them for. And so when I hear Alec Baldwin make the comment, oh, no one's ever handed me a cold gun before. How does he know that? Does he know that because he checked them all and then that day he didn't? Or does he know that because no one else died when he pulled the trigger? I'm pretty sure it's the former. But see, again, again, all right, it's not saying that it's the right way to do it. But he did say no one's ever handed me a hot gun before because this has never happened to him before, which means he gets handed a lot of guns. AD says hot, you know, cold gun, and it means it's a, it's an empty gun because if you follow the protocols, it would be an empty gun. The protocols were broke. The protocols fell fell apart before it even it ever got to him. Well, and therein lies my point. It's not enough to rely on supply. I'm not disagreeing with you. Then yeah, change the protocol, time. change the way they do things on a film set. But oh, if but that's how the, if that's it. how they do it on a film set, we're expecting him in this one case no. to have done it's something no different excuse. that he does that is not normal. It's no excuse. It's no excuse. Well, it's no argument though. <laughs> oh, indeed it is. No, it's not. Sure it is. No, no you just it. saying, well, it's not an argument doesn't mean it's not an argument. Okay, if you have to look at the way things happen on a film set. It's an argument because that protocol is flawed. Yes, I agree. Change the protocol. But before But you're asking you're asking an actor who has done this a thousand times to adjust this one time to have done something different. He's not absolved from taking action when But you are not making an argument for why that's true. It's accountability. I know, but you, the, the accountability would be on the armor and the, uh, and the, uh, uh, the uh, assistant it's director. On those who know that it's wrong. And if he doesn't okay. know that it's wrong, he shouldn't be doing it. All right. Well, he's not going to be doing much of it anymore. <laughs> I think that we can be pretty sure of. <laughs> yeah, I think his old, his, Alex's old film career is pretty much done at this point. So no worries. Dude's probably never going to walk on another film set for the rest of his life. And that's the show. We're going to go ahead and get on out of here. I'll see you guys on Monday. Thanks for all the birthday wishes. Thank you, Chris. Thanks to Elaine Rodriguez, our executive producer, Rudy J from ESPN, Don Morgan, and, of course, my good brother, Trey Ware. Spread the love. Don't be a jerk. Bye.